morning, good afternoon, good evening from anywhere you are listening to me in the world. My name is Anu Adeyemi, your Adubani, your, com- your host on my companion podcast, where I interview people to hear their stories and opinions concerning love, faith, and lifestyle. And on today's episode, I have um, a guest or guest, and we'll be talking about love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have them on the call and I'm so, so excited to have them. So we're having um, Mr. and Mrs. Abata. I hope I got that correctly. Like, did I pronounce that well? You try, you try. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. So I like giving a backtrack to how I met um, the couple, but I know I know Mrs. Abata. Then she was being Omotolani fit. So then she was sitting, which I don't know, got the mic to Mr. Abata then. And we met on a group chat on WhatsApp. Yeah, becoming more with Della, I think. And as usual, let's enter people's DMs now. That's how I got to like, you know. And so thank you guys. Welcome to my companion podcast. We are really excited to hear your love story. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, so um, can we meet you, like, name, what do you do? You know, let's have an idea of who you are. Okay, um, good evening, everyone. Um, it's nice to be here. My name is Abata Emmanuel Oluwatose. Um, I'm a physiotherapist by profession. Uh, what else? <laughs> I'm, I'm a father, husband, uh, a friend of my wife. Uh, what again? I'm based in Ibadan. <laughs> and on and on. I, I'm sure you you get to know more about me in the course of the of the discussion. <laughs> we can't wait to carry it. Hello, Mr. Right. Abata. Everyone, my name is Omotola Nefit Abata. Um Plenty things. I'm a freelancer, I'm a writer, I'm an author, I'm a graphic designer, I'm a baker, I'm a mother, I'm a wife. I'm plenty, plenty. Virtuous woman. Hey, Mr. Bata, get higher. No time. Okay, so um, let's go right into it. I'm, I'm sure that our audience are really excited to like hear your love story. So can you tell us um, how did you guys meet? What's the love story? Come on, intos, come on, just us. Okay, our love story. Well, it's um, it's more of a God match made sort of thing, actually, because it was we met 2015, yes, in school. When I got in as a part-time student, it was already done. But it was still around due to fellowship and school responsibilities. So then I saw, you know, I saw him then as a, he was the vice president. So it was just someone we looked up to and all of that. And I wasn't exactly looking to get into a relationship. Neither was he, at least not with me, anyways. So I remember then, you know, I had I have a group of friends we pray together, we hang out together and all of that. So we're praying about marriage house and purpose and all of that at the time. And, you know, we're praying concerning our future spouses and everything. And when I asked God who, you know, my sponsor was going to be, he said, because then we called him Pastor Emmanuel. So the Lord said Pastor Emmanuel rather then. And wow. so, and I remember about that time, I think before then, I I remember I specifically told God, I said, God, I don't want to like any guy on this campus. 
except the person I'll get married to. So now I can't remember which one came first, but I realized that I began to like this pastor Emmanuel. And that's like, no, this is not possible. So on my end, that, <laughs> that was how it started. But he, nothing really happened until like the next year, 2016. You know, it was okay. yes, it was during his internship, was it? Housemanship at Gombe, Federal Health Teaching Hospital Gombe. So that was when he also, you know, got to pray and, you know, the Lord filled him filled him in with the details oh. yes and then we began a committed friendship towards it and then by 2017 january we started the relationship and we are here today <laughs> wow it's okay yeah. it's okay why for you guys like went into the relationship right yes yes and why is that like why is that is it because of the distance or what happened um well Looking back at the old uh, relationship story, it, it started about 2012. Actually, <laughs> you know, wow. um, um, I was I was a young young boy on campus, minding my business, you know. And um, there was a there was a man that came to preach in our fellowship at the time, and um, he, he mentioned something like um, you should. Even if you are not going to go into a relationship now, you should begin to sow seeds of prayers into your relationship. You know, so, and then I took that up with my friend, and then we began to pray seriously about it. You know, so when we began to pray about it, um, what I had at the time was um, my wife was not on campus yet. You know, so that sort of mellowed me down a little. Of course, there were distractions, you know. We are all human, you know. Yeah, of course. There are beautiful girls on campus, I mean, you know. But then, uh, I just made that a little, Lord, what, Lord Alpha, what are you saying? I'm now in final year, you know, and all of that, you know. But nothing came up. However, during the course of my final year, you know, I was an school in the fellowship. So, I was um, supposed to... You know, liars with our uh, staff members of the fellowship. So I went to the supposed patron of our fellowship one day, and then it was like, um, you know what? My my daughter will will come in next year, and um, I want you guys to help me to you know mentor her and monitor her and all of that. She know her parents can be. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, well, I said yes, sir, but in my mind, you know, no, it didn't really occur to me, like, I, I'll be out of school anyway before she, the person comes in, so I was not really interested. So, lo and behold, the new session came, and then we received some new fresh members into the fellowship. I was still around, I had already graduated from school, but I was still around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I saw this uh, lady with, together with her friends, and we sort of got close you know and it was about let's say two two months or so before i realized that the lady the the dad was talking about the other day you know is actually the person that we are working together and all of that so uh, in retrospect it was like the dad was actually prophesying 
the relationship. So are you saying Dimitron is a father? The staff member in question is actually a dad. Oh, wow. So he, he sort of wow. prophesied me. You should mentor my daughter when she comes in. Uh, or, you know, Maria. We, we, we still joke about it, you know, even up to now that I have to take care of my daughter, not my mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's so good. So um, I would like to ask, like, apart from all this um, falling into place, what were the convictions that, okay, this person is really, uh, this person is really him and not just coincidences? You know, can you just okay. share with us? Uh, from my end, uh, you, you know, I, I had mentioned that um, God specifically said my wife was not on campus yet. Yeah, at some yes. point. And then at a later time, God said I was going to be a graduate before I would be in a relationship. So wow. I was looking to that, like, okay. I'm going to graduate at least. Let me just be on campus and still look around and see all these beautiful girls. Probably one of them would be. But um, on my induction day, actually, you know, I before I got inducted, they are they're coming as um, fresh uh, students. So yeah. on my induction day, my, my mom, which also happened to be a great tool in the hand of God for the confirmation, was, you know, she was at my induction obviously and then the ladies they all came around to celebrate with me and all so but after the whole ceremony we had gotten back home and my mom was just looking through the pictures and then she said who is this person I said, ah, it's one of these fresh fresh people that just you know jambitos now yes, i just came yeah. in so, yeah. is that okay you know she didn't say anything more than that so it took a while. I had gone for my internship and you know, I was praying and I was asking the Lord that you said I was going to be a graduate too. Now I have graduated. You know, nothing is coming up, you know. And um, um that night the Lord, you know, spoke to me specifically about her and said she's the one. Okay. Wow. There were there were so many things in between because uh, obviously, you know, the, the, the gap is a little bit wide. You know, I had already graduated. You know, I was already, I was, my plan was to marry another one or two years after graduating from school. And this is somebody who is just coming into part one. Exactly, exactly. Which is about five years course. You know, so there were so many things I was looking like, how is this going to happen? Am I going to marry her while she's in part two? Uh, and I also know that there are rules on campus in the fellowship that we attended that a part one student can't be in a relationship. Even a part two can't be, except in very rare cases and conditions. So it was looking like the two years I had planned is not even going to be feasible. Mm-hmm. So I, I spoke with my covenant friend. With, I talked to him. We prayed about it. He gave me a go ahead as well. So then I spoke with my mom, who also be happens to be a prophetic um, person. And then she said, oh, I just didn't want to be too forward. And I didn't want to put um, words in your mouth. Ideas, ideas into your head. And, yeah. From the moment I saw her during the induction, I knew she was going to be your wife. So that was like the 
conviction that I had about it, and I just knew it was it that no matter the number of years it's going to take me, well, Lord, here I am. Okay, from yeah. from faith and aspects, like um, what was your conviction because of the age difference, like Mrs. Abasa, like from your end, how did God speak to you? What was your conviction? Okay, uh, first of all, like I said initially, you know, the there was first the name that I heard, and I, I remember that day very vividly. I was leaving my friend's room to my room. You know, we're talking about those things, writers, and you know, and all the things that we've gotten and everything. So I was just going to my room, and I was like, okay, okay, this is what my friend has received. So God, what about me? And then you know, that was when the name just came. And at first, I paused. I'm like, you know, my mind is playing tricks on me. So. But subsequently, you know, I took time to pray about it. And then my friend, you know, she gave me an unsolicited confirmation about it. I didn't ask her. I didn't even tell her that, okay, the Lord said Pastor Manuel or anything. But she just told me herself. So then I was like, okay. But I was still struggling with it because it just didn't seem feasible. It didn't seem reasonable either. And for someone who is way up there by my calculations, and I'm just here. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, and then we had to go for break. And I think I had about maybe one or two dreams along that line at the time. So it was during that break, it was time I was, that same induction picture I was talking about, we, I and my youngest brother were going through my gallery. And then you know, we got to the picture and it was like, Sister Faith, who is this? I said, this is my friend. You know, I just scrolled past, he returned to the picture. I said, is this your husband? I said, no. Is your husband, Joe? So you know, I just looked at you know, that scripture came to mind like out of the mouth of babes because it was still very small then. That was about wow. fifty seven years ago. It was about uh five or so or something. So wow. it just looked at the boy like I you don't know what you're saying. But when I got to school the next semester, you know, it was something that I decided to pray about again and like, okay, fine, whatever you are saying, God, I surrender. So I and my friends read about it. We had prophecies, we had confirmation. So there's the there was a place of personal convictions, the words that God said, and those were the things that really, you know, took us through the relationship. And that's why, you know, no matter what could have, you know, come up, I knew what I had heard personally. I knew what I had received. There were times I would be going and the Holy Spirit would just tell me, take his name and pray for him. You know, so those were the convictions and then the ones that came from my friend as well and fun like that all right so um based on your story like i wanted to like um ask how did the age like was there issues between the age difference like okay how did it work out how are you guys to manage it you know how did it shape you guys relationship or cause you during that period can you explain maybe um, the struggles and the child like the age and everything how did it work out for you guys well from my end actually in, from the onset i already guessed it was is about seven and a half years older than i am so i had already guessed it would be about that age at the time so when you mentioned how old it was it wasn't much of a surprise and i don't know somehow we just it was never an issue actually it was really never an issue it wasn't any um is this old i have to act all you say, um, you know. 
And also, it wasn't the, do you know how old I am? How many years I collect from your hand kind of person? So, <laughs> it was never an issue. Oh, true. Okay. So, okay, I want to go back to that conviction thing. You know, like, um, I don't know who said, I, I saw it online recently, and you know when people say, God said that you're my wife, or I drank that you're my wife, or I restaurant that you're my wife, or that God knows that this guy is my husband. You know, I would like to, like, say for the audience that if God can tell you that this person is your partner, you would have been talking to you through that aspect. So if you don't have a relationship with God, if, if you're not intimate with your father, you have not been having dreams before, visions, you know, getting prophecies and things like that, God will not first speak to you first in the area of marriage or partners. Because I feel like both of you, before then, you have been hearing God. So you, you'll be able to like identify that, okay, this is not just my mind saying, like so, um, am I right, Mister Abata? Yes. Um. The I think the the very key thing to say is what you have said earlier, that uh, it, it doesn't just jump on you. Mm-hmm. You don't just you don't just wake up one night and then begin <laughs> to say God spoke to me about my wife, or God spoke to me about my husband. It's a relationship. Yeah. Uh, it has to be something that you develop you know over over time over the years and um like it's something you need to cultivate it doesn't just happen overnight the the reason a lot of people have issues with oh god said you are my wife or it is gradually you know coming out of fashion is because a lot of us particularly in our generation we mm-hmm. um not been developing ourselves particularly with regards to our relationship with god with how god speaks to you when god wants to talk to you about um important things in your life he is not going to use a a spectacular way more than the way he's going to talk to you about things that you you reckon not to be too important you understand what i'm saying he's not going to be God wants to talk to you about um, whether you should go out today or not. Yeah. Different. Then the day is going to talk to you about you to marry. There's going to be a dramatic way of doing it. It's the same way God has been talking to you. The same way that um, we all understand, or the same way that God has been dealing with you in time past, that He will talk to you about it. For some people, it's visions. For some, it's dreams. Uh-huh. For some. Uh-huh still small voice and um when you know and understand the way god speaks to you it makes yeah. it easier it's very easy exactly. for you to him. and um so i think the point is whoever wants to in fact as believers jesus said in his word he said my sheep they know my voice exactly. so if you as a believer as a christian as a child of God, you should. It's just like um, even our 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 three months old baby. When she hears my voice now, even just within these three months, you know, it brings smile to her face. So that that's that's a sign that um, when, when we we are when, when we make ourselves used to God, when we make ourselves used to the way He speaks to us or the way He communicates with us, it becomes it, it just comes to us naturally. It doesn't have to be, you know, all high and mighty with thunder and lightning and flashes. And then God will speak. It's just simple the way God speaks to you. 
he speaks and then you go from there and then you will be sure that it's not your mind playing tricks on you of course you, the bible says in the multitude of counsel there's safety so when, when you get um, instructions from god particularly with regards to marriages and relationships it is often wise to also confirm with like minds with people around you that you have surrounded yourself with over the years to also help you confirm what you said you are apart from god but it should first come from you not um taking names and then going to from from person to person to help you pray and what a lot of us do these days it should first come to you because it is your life it is it is going to you are always going to be in a relationship with whoever it is so it should be you God speaks to directly about who is going to be and then you can confirm and then be safe in the multitude of counsel so that's it okay um thank you so much uh, mr abata for you know affirming that so i'd like to ask mrs abata like how did mr abata propose to you okay how he proposed well yeah uh initially like i said in 2016 we began a like a committed friendship so 2017 he i was in ife so it was in ibado at this time so he came over and since it's something that we'd already been talking about before and all of that so, you know he came he, at least we went on campus for a while then we stayed behind the somewhere we sat down somewhere and then you know, he you know he asked again of course he, he was coming with all the catchphrases <laughs> i find you beautiful i find you this i find you that you know, you know at least beyond the conviction the there was a place of the being what's it called now attracted yes being attracted to me as well and of course it was mutual so you know at first i didn't know what to answer and maybe i'd seen my status on the um anniversary or so and it wasn't because i didn't know where we were going or not but i just felt like i had some time to do plenty chakara so <laughs> you know so when it was about leaving i thought well let's just go ahead let's see how it goes you know so that was how we started the relationship then fast forward to about two or three years later that was 2019 that was um my 21st birthday so i, I had a party at home then he came over i didn't know that he and my dad had already planned to you know bring a ring and come and propose her <laughs> it was after was, was telling me that my dad said i hope he's bringing ring and no so there was another uh, quality official official proposal you know the going down on one knee we married me so that was how the proposals went <laughs> so they were the proposals ah uh, uh, so sweet so mr abata how did you know the right time to propose like, okay this is time for us to get married first you know like, like she said there were two proposals in fact in actual sense there were three yeah mm-hmm. so it, it, it depends on the one you are you're asking about you know, when i when i got the confirmation when i was certain she was the one you know and um then i was i was far away i was in gombe state at the time so 
I, I knew I needed to at least um, let her know at the time. So I, you know, I, I sort of use WhatsApp proposal. That was why I said it. <laughs> so there was the WhatsApp proposal, you know, where I mentioned, you know, um, my intention. So, and well, she was sort of shy at the time. So she said, okay, let's be friends and all of that. Of course, I knew at the time we couldn't have started a relationship because it's only proper for me to be there present, like physically, yeah. before we say oh, we want to commit ourselves to a relationship. But I just needed to register my intention, which I did. And then about six months later or thereabouts, I was back in the Southwest for the holidays. So I decided to go to Ife at the time and make my proposal. This time around, she was also already moving from the law of the fellowship and all of that. She was going to 300 level at the time. So, wow. so that, that was why actually it seemed to be long, 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 long. You know, there are rules and regulations in the fellowship that we both attended so that we knew yeah, since we have committed ourselves to that particular fellowship, we, need, we needed to be committed to their regulations. So it was part of the reasons why we were you know, sort of delaying the start of the relationship, as it were. So when we, I knew she was going to the 300 level, and at least she's now safe in courts to kickstart a relationship. So I went to school. You know, I ensured it was a was a nice atmosphere, breeze was blowing and all of that. So, <laughs> so and you know, I mentioned what I've been saying, what I said on the phone, you know, like I, I really want to know you better under God and all of that. So and we started a relationship. And then the following day I think I went back to Gombe State. So we practically just plunged ourselves into a long distance relationship. The relationship. It was really long for about two years after that or there about about a year plus so and then we were like that until i came back they literally at us and then i i had to tell the dad about our relationship for some reasons that came up so i had to inform the dad about it and that was when we started this whole i only thought i thought I, what i said was for you to like mentor my daughter and not, you know, Maria. And then he sort of took it up and said, ah, young man, my daughter will be 21 tomorrow. I hope you are you are planning to propose to her and all of that. So that was what kickstarted the actual proposal, you know, because wow. yeah, so the dad was also very instrumental in the actual proposal and here we are. Yeah. So, so um you guys did a long time relationship. How did that work out for both of you? Because there have been a lot of and uh, talk about how difficult it is to maintain and sustain a long time relationship. How, how were you guys able to like keep the fire burning and making sure that nobody goes astray, nobody is tired? How did it go for both of you? How did you guys make it work? Well, um I think one of the things that made it easy for us at the start was um, accepting that it was going to be a long-distance relationship. You know, her hearts were already prepared for the fact that, you know, it's not like I can enter marijuana and say I'm going to go. 
is a long distance relationship and it's going to whatever it's going to take you know we're going to give to make it work at first so we're doing whatsapp and regular calls but we realized that was consuming much airtime so we got this um closed user group same cg same yeah yes from a family friend and it helped a lot because you know we just do a monthly subscription and we talk unlimited you know at some point my roommates were calling me customer care for because i was always on the always on the phone for long so it it also helped and i think that's the thing find ways to you know walk around it especially if it's not something that can easily be yeah, or it's not something that looks like it's going to end anytime soon as so what prepared towards the fact that it's going to be long yeah there's something about that mental preparation there's something it does for you that just makes every other thing easy so that is basically and that's why even in retrospect we didn't have really that much issues in our relationship as well because from my own end as like well if i have issues with my siblings we fight we we'll make up we we'll continue i cannot mm-hmm. see simply because we had a fight so whatever issues we have in the relationship we will also talk it out we are going to fix it and we move on no matter what happens so that mental preparation you know it goes a long way in solving a lot of problems in long distance relationship okay that that really wonderful like the mental preparation really helped you a lot so it prepared you for you know the distance and ensuring that relationship works so um based on um all the things that i've aired and we've aired that means there were a lot of people like involved in like that knew about the relationship like there were spiritual parents there were mentors right were the people like that that were involved in the relationship um yes did we have mentors from the start not really but of course we were our friends were away so i mean it's it helps us to be accountable our friends were aware about the whole relationship his family members were aware well my family didn't know for a while due to obvious why <laughs> okay because of mental my doctor no my so <laughs> I was still quite young and all of that. In fact, when my dad found out, I was more ready to tell him, but you know, it just happened that he found out. And at the time, I was already in part four, so I was like, well, you're more or less a graduate. But, you know, he was still telling me he has not come to seek my consent. You know, so tell him to send his um, profile picture to me on WhatsApp and all those things. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I couldn't have told them that early, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we're accountable to our friends and all, but you know, over time we we had things that helped to unify our views as well, knowing that this is a relationship under God, under God's tutelage, and you know, we have we have um, a template, the kingdom template that we are following. So it also helped to keep us in track, check. So. Okay. Okay. Coming back to like deciding on in marriage, like how did you guys decide to like okay where to live, church to go, and that's why having small big wedding. Like, what were the determining factors in all of these things? You know, coming down to preparing to get married. Well, the I, I think one of the things that helped us was right from 
like very early in our relationship we we sat down and we talked about a lot of things we had had to have discussion about like i used to say we we, we talked like we really talked and i think that's one of the things that should be emphasized to people these days about relationship relationship requires communication yeah virtually everything that could come to our minds we talked about something as minute as um keeping the house clean for instance right from very early in our relationship we talked about um what what drives us in our home we talked about our constitution which of course is the bible and that mm-hmm. uh, everything that we are going to do if it is not uh, established by the scriptures then we are not going to do it regardless of um, whatever fix we are in so that sort of helped us to you know shape it, 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 we had settled a lot of things long before we the actual marriage process started yeah. I discussed about even the, the number of children the sex of the <laughs> children the we are talk and we we did just talk about them we had we, we got a big uh, ad cover notebook i remember about uh, maybe two or three months into a relationship i came to you for and i bought this big ad cover notebook <laughs> Are you serious? So serious business. But it's a serious business. So and I gave it to her. I said, you are the secretary of this relationship. So every discussion that we have, put it in put it in writing. So that when there's any issue we can just all we have to do is just open it and you know go back to it and say when we discuss this and this, what did we agree upon? You know, so that's that kind of helped us a lot to you know shape even the the type of wedding that we wanted the the basically the way we wanted to our lives to run in a sense so but of course we there was the root there was the part of god that we left blank that god could do with us as he wanted yeah but normally speaking even jesus admonished us for us to plan yeah you yeah. want to build a house and we not first sit down and count the costs Lest it become a laughing stock in the society, so we we had we had plans, we had uh, agreements. Some we we had good back and forth before we agreed upon them, you know. But we ensured that we we had agreement about matters that or the common matters that we see around that we could think about at the time. So that kind of helped us, you know, and also the fact that you know I was. A little ahead of her, in that sense. Yeah. So, all the while while she was still in school, you know, I had already finished school. Uh, I was working, so wow. those are those of those things, you know, I was already putting them in place. Of course, exactly. we were discussing together, you know. So it, it wasn't like oh, we both just finished from school and then we are thinking of where are we going to settle, or where are we going to, what kind of church are we going to go. All of that, I was already working before she came. She like we got married, you know. I was I was already an established member in the in the church. But of course, she was aware all along while I was taking yeah. all of those. 
but at least I was already into it. So she just came along and then we continued from there. So that's it for us. But for people who um, they are, you know, coming up together. Yeah. All you have to do is agree upon it and let it be written down. You know, like one of my guys used to say that the sharpest of, uh, the faintest of pen is better than the sharpest of memory. Like, don't just commit them to your memory and say, oh, we talked about this long time ago and all of that. Ensure it is written down, you know, with pen and paper so that you can refer back to it from time to time. Even up to now, we still sometimes say, oh, go and bring our journal. Let's, let's, let's see some of the things that we agreed upon. Let's just go through them and all of that. So that's it for us. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. I think I would have to like put that in place in, in my relationship too. Because um what you decided really makes sense. So that even in case there were any disagreement, okay, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, go and bring power by our journal and we'll look at this. Exactly. <laughs> so don't change your mouth. Don't change your mouth. So right now and don't change your mouth. <laughs> so yes, I, I think I subscribe to you that I would you know work on doing that. And I hope um, our audience will work on doing that. So it's been one year of being married. Um, how has it been like? What has, how has it been journey? Well, ah, it, has been, it has been blissful. Yeah. It has been blissful. It has been peaceful as well. Being one year together. Um, I think in the mail you sent, you said something about how people say the first year of marriage is the toughest. Well, we yeah. can't be. We can't relate to that, and um, we—it's just been—it's been—it's been good, really. It's been good. We've um, grown together in the last one year. We had experiences together and all of those things. I think the fact that we had a solid foundation coming. I remember when we first mm-hmm. got married. People would say, ask me questions: How is married life? You know, is it any different? And I'm like, well. Not entirely, because we just came in with the same energy we've been coming with, you know, the same convictions, we've been coming with the same things that we said would shape our relationship. Nothing has changed. If anything, it's only going to get better. Uh, maybe places where we see that, okay, we didn't exactly tidy up those things, you know. We tidy them up. And of course, the moments where life happens as well. And also that's one thing that uh, our generation probably does not prepare for. Life happens. No matter how well planned your life may be, some things may just not go as expected. So, you should always leave that place open for life to happen. And in the midst of life happening, to also trust in God, knowing that no matter what happens, God cannot, He can't give you what to harm you in that sense. So, the first year of marriage for us has been great, has been really great. Um, initially, like I said, we didn't have mentors for our relationship, but you know, when we got married, we had an elderly couple mentor us, and you know, it gave us a very great kickstart for the one year. And all wow. so, yes, it's been great all along. So, has there been any surprise or shocks? Like, you just found out that, oh, your husband was like, sleeping at the right side of the bed, or... <laughs> you know anything or it likes when sleep floods <laughs> surprises that you didn't know once you guys got married like anything that can be serious can be funny can well, be anything um 
I, I think um, without sounding, um, what's the word to use now? Without sounding off-ish, if I can use that word, um, we there aren't really that many surprises as it were. The the essence of it is openness, you know, being open as much as possible, such that okay. such that um, when eventually you marry, um, majority of the things that you will see will not really surprise you. Like if there is if that line of communication is widely opened all along in the relationship, and you have talked about virtually everything you know while we're cutting there were times that we'll talk and talk and talk and talk and times will come there will be nothing else to say we'll just say okay okay let's just let's just call it a day and all of that so we are talking about a lot of things a lot of things how you like to sleep do you snore those are how, how much do you fart for instance you know Yes, there are things that a lot of us. Who fast we, more? Who fast yes. more? Is it you or <laughs> Faith? Who fast more? I'm not casting anybody. Just an honest question. <laughs> so, having um, talked about so many things, both relevant and irrelevant, it doesn't have to be too serious all the time, you know. Talking and talking and talking. Of course, when the the elderly couple came along and you know they took us through about fifteen weeks of of um, marriage counselling, you know, and then they were they were of course pointing at some loopholes and they were saying, "But I thought you guys said you have been talking," <laughs> you know. But but in, in essence, we we have actually. We read a book a month during the course of our relationship, and it covers, you know, just about anything from finance. from finance to parenting to sexuality to love languages to temperaments to it just covers everything. And of course, um, inspirational books, Kenneth E. Hagin books, and Particularly, Kenneth Hagin books, Tenzin Franklin, and all of those authors. So we read wide, and we we ensured it was like a monthly thing that we read and then we discuss it, and that also you know opens up conversations, discussions about um, diverse kinds of things. So there was really no surprise when we got married. I already know the way she sleeps. I know the way she eats. I know. I know the way she behaves when she's hungry. I know the way she behaves when she's not. I know almost everything. Yeah. So I know almost everything. But maybe the things that we didn't really know, like the farting thing, <laughs> the probably the snoring thing, and okay, the eating thing too. Like, you know, when we're still in a relationship, you know, each time we go out, you know, I used to confine myself so that you will not go this and that to the eat or you know. so I used to but when of course when we got married I can't hide it anymore. You know so exactly. 
Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe those were the things that probably could be surprises, as it were. But we have covered like fifty to sixty percent of our bases, so there were really not much surprises. Uh, I mean, the last one year of marriage. Wow. So I, I think I think we've learned that it's, it's very good to be very open vulnerable and really really honest during the course of the courtship during the relationship because it's going to like you know affect and reflect in the marriage so why should you hide why should you be secretive about things that you would definitely find out or should not find out in the marriage it's better for you to just be open exactly you see final so better for you to surprise more okay just do your car's house and say this is where i am instead of he or she regretting or being hungry or being sad that you didn't show me this part of you. So I think every sensible communication, open communication, is really, really good for anybody in a relationship to like have open communication. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, you mentioned something about sexuality. I wanted to even ask, but I forgot. So did you guys subscribe to No Sex on Marriage? Did you guys subscribe to that? Yes, yes, we did. Okay, was it a, like you guys talked about it and decided, or somebody said no, I don't want to? Like, how did you guys talk about it, and why did you guys do that? It was something that we agreed on. It was something that we agreed on because, as the Bible says, marriage is honorable unto all, with the better on the proud. First of, at least for if not for anything, for the fact that God frowns at fornication and. You know, we're not we're not just avoiding fornication because we are trying to avoid not sinning, but because we know that the relationship we have with God will treasure it more than you know, a few minutes of pleasure that will bring a lifetime of sorrow. So, really, what's the point? So we we agreed on it, and Lord helped us. Really, it, uh-huh. it's not was easy. It wasn't a walk in the park, of course, but. Our relationship and our relationship with God was more important than fornicating because that's just what it is. So, that's yeah, what I yeah. yeah, thank you for um, explaining that to us. So, I'd like to ask you that um, what is that one thing that He has done for you that you never forget? Like, okay, I know that there'll be a lot of things, but it was all that one thing that you'll be like, Mm-mm, this guy loves me. You no, know, no, fam, he really loves me. No, is there anything you can remember? Well, I would say maybe the early days of our relationship because I I was a very closed off person and it was it was very patient with all my unveiling and you know opening up. It was it took a while to really open up to him and to the relationship and to talk and really express myself, even you know, having had like about eight months of friendship before we got into the relationship. And well, I was very close to because of how I'd grown up and all of that. I was used to, you know, hearing other people talk. So when he came and he wanted to listen to me, it was very strange. Yeah. But, you know, like, you talk, let me do the listening. So he was patient. He was really patient with my growth processes. And that's something I can actually never forget. Yes. Thank you, sir, for being so patient. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what of you, like, what, what, what was that one thing that um, she has done? Mm, that I won't forget. Yeah. 
to 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 sum it up, the the fact that she married me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it's a lot. I used it's, to it, it, it's it, it's not a uh, it, it's not an easy decision. You know, for it, it's I mean, marriage changes woman completely. It changes even beginning from her surname. You know, yeah. Decide to you know leave the name she she's bred all her life, and then take up a new name. That's a lot already. That's a that's a huge sign of commitment and a huge show of love and acceptance. So, for her agreeing to even marry me in the first place, it's a lot that, and it's something that you know shows me that. Yeah, she loves me. You know, of course, there are other uh, things that she has done. You know, romantic getaways, foods, and the rest. But to sum it all up, the fact that she agreed to marry me—it's something I won't forget. Of course, in in my life, it's something I hold on to and I hold in high esteem. So that's it. Wow! 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 So I I noticed that you, that you both have a child now, right? Like I can hear baby. Yes. What's the name? Lua Fei for me. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, so uh, I'd like to ask, like, how, how has um, having a child changed? Like, you know, before it was just both of you, like, how has <laughs> um, having a child <laughs> changed, you know, in yeah. other areas, like, how has how has adjusting been? What's the difference? Well, um, like every every newly married or intending couple, you know, particularly in our generation, there's this thing we used to say that ah, no, you know, at least give me one year, you know, <laughs> let me just enjoy, you know, this one year, you know, just me and my just me and my wife, yeah. or no. And, and all of that but you know a few weeks into our wedding we discovered that we were pregnant so that um, that changed the whole narrative like we moved from newly married couple to expecting parents like in a, ma- in a matter of three weeks or so or thereabouts that we found out about a month so um that sort of had already changed the plan because we our plan was to you know um fast and pray like one pastor said recently <laughs> fast and pray one year you know but and then it happened and then we, we needed to you know begin to really like read and intensify our knowledge about parenting about stages of pregnancy of course, I had the you know the medical knowledge, the medical aspect of it from yeah. school. But you know, it's a, it's, it's one thing when you were reading to pass or you are reading <laughs> to be a professional. It's another for you to be experiencing. You know, so um, it's it, of course we we cannot deny the fact that it's sort of you know. Changed. That was, that was what she was saying earlier about life happening. You know, after you had planned and you had said, "Oh, uh, this is what we are going to do. This is what we are going to do," and then life happens. 
So all we needed to do was to just adjust, you know, to fit her in into our plans, particularly when she came along and meant extra, uh, it, meant, it meant extra everything. So another person in the house. Yeah. And, and somebody who like totally depends on you both to for all that she needs. So all of that has changed us. You know, that was even the time I was saying, ah, no wonder people used to say, just have one year with your wife before men <laughs> begin to come along because sometimes you, don't, you even want to discuss and maybe fast and pray, so <laughs> and then she will just begin to cry. You know, <laughs> 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 Oh my goodness. I see all of the you know, you, you just needed to store whatever it is you are doing or you want her to do and you know attend to her. So basically understanding that well she's here, she's here. So we need to adjust. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So um Miss Fit, like what's what's your husband love language? Do you know? It's love language, quality yeah. time, quality time, physical touch. What all of them, in fact, <laughs> all five of them, what's of affirmation, receiving gifts, acts of service, <laughs> but mainly quality time, actually. So, um, Mr. Abata, what's of your wife's um, love language? Words of affirmation and service. Wow. She loves to be served, you know. <laughs> so like like doing out like doing house chores and you know yeah. it's for this. Yeah. That sort of tickles are fancy. Yeah. It's more like in quality service. That's really really good. So um we're rounding off. So I would like you to like advise people that are single, like single people that are in relationship people that are married, like, what, you have, what advice do you have for each of those categories? Like, what's your advice for them? People that are single, okay, people that are single, first of all, no pressure. Like, there's nothing chasing you, really. And it's, it's important for you to have a vital working relationship with oh. God. Because if you do, then it will be easier for you to hear God on marital matters. You know, like we already said earlier, once you know how God talks to you about purpose, how God talks to you about, you know, as I then when we part one, we we had a very practical side of hearing God that we learned that we really worked on, you know, even as things as um, almost insignificant as Holy Spirit, what do you want me to wear today? So, you know, if you have a working relationship with God, every other thing falls in place because everything, you know, in Him we move, we consist and have our being. So don't let anybody put you under undue pressure. No matter how old you think you are getting, calm down for Jesus. At the end of the day, it is God that orchestrated and wrote your life story. So let Him also script your love story as well. And best believe that He is the best writer that they can ever be. And for those who are in a relationship as well, make Jesus the center of your relationship. You know, the 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 manual we use for our marriage counseling, at the end of every topic, there's always a question. So how would the presence of Jesus, you know, how what difference would it make in your home for the gas 
people. Let him be the center and give yourself to learning, give yourself to knowledge. Read books. You know, a lot of people don't like to read books. I don't know why. But those books will help you, especially Christian materials. They are Christian that's Christians that the Lord has blessed with knowledge on these things. All the things we talked about from finance to um, sexual compatibility to everything in between. Read books, communicate, be open, and don't put unnecessary pressure on each other. Don't have unrealistic expectations. Don't compare mm-hmm. relationships that person's relationship it's not the same thing okay what your spouse may be able to do or may be able to handle will not necessarily be what your friend's spouse can do so don't say he's taking her out and all of these things <laughs> and your boo doesn't have as much as that person has it so enjoy what you have and make the most of it at the end of the day it's going to be both of you in this house together so whatever you have built during courtship is going to sustain you when you get married and also for those who are married no matter how long you've been married you know keep loving upon each other keep pursuing each other you know and i'll give grace to your partner because when two people are living together you step on one another's toes there's no how you want yeah. to you no know, i mean growing up with your siblings siblings will always have something to fight about me and my sister we have something every now and then extend grace to each other when you know you offend one another and all of those things if you step on one another's toes extend grace to them because they are also human they are imperfect and make jesus the center the foundation the pinnacle the everything of your home because at the end of the day god is the orchestrator of marriage nobody knows it better than he does so even if you are seen experiencing something that you know doesn't look like what god has said to you before go back to god in prayers if your spouse is exhibiting a characteristic that you don't like go through god's word go back to god in prayers and you know pray for one another cover each other in prayers and that way you'll be able to stand fortified against the attacks of the enemy and whatever life throws at you so that's it okay so on top mr bata all right um i i think i would just say that both to the singles to those in relationship and to the marriage is that don't believe the narrative out there that all marriages are failing that's yeah. it preach on preach on preach on uh, people are killing each other it's marriage don't believe it there's always that saying that for every fake product in the market, there's an original. So for every failed marriage you see on social media, there are a thousand and one marriages that are excelling, that are succeeding. Yes. We have we have cases all over. Our mentors, for instance, they are married for more than 35 years. And wow. they are still, if you see them together, you will think they got married yesterday, you know. And on top of that, it's even entire continental marriage the husband is from nigeria the wife is from asia and wow. they are doing well so it is a lie from the pit of hell that marriage all marriages are failing and marriages cannot be successful the actual the actual person that has the template of marriage is god so for whatever it is you are looking for if you are looking for a spouse look up to god if you are in a relationship waiting for marriage look up to god if you are married already and your home is either stable or unstable, still look up to God. I think that's it for me. That's going to be my advice. For- Thank you so much for affirming that. Like there's a whole lot of um, 
wrong narrative, bad narrative, negative narrative that is just going on social media. And that's where we as Christians, we have to show that there is this God kind of love. There is this sweet marriage that are happening. Like, people are enjoying this marriage thing. Like, there are so many. So it's time for us, like, be the light and show people the way that relationships are good, marriages are sweet, and, you know, things like that. So, um, Mrs. Abata, what would you like to tell Mr. Abata on this podcast? On this podcast? Yeah, oh. what would you like to tell him? I love you. <laughs> Don't worry, I've blocked my ears. I won't hear anything. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, hello, Mr. Abata. What would you like to tell her? If to say marry the heaven. You'll be married in heaven. You'll be married in heaven again. Yeah, I love you. Oh, well. I love you and I love you. I know if your ears are closed. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear anything, can I? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So you guys can hear that, yeah, you know, their love story and how it has really been wonderful. Marriage is good. Marriage is sweet and you can have it all. Like you can as long as you hold on to God, you submit to God and you put everything in God's end, marriages are sweet. Like as long as God's purpose, it's God's purpose for us to get married, to put the purpose together. So with God in your boots, no fear for any storm, no fear for any storm. Thank you so much, Mr. Mrs. Abbasan, for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. So please subscribe, please favorite, watch out for please share this podcast. Let people know that there are good marriages out there. Share this interview, share it with people. It's really important. And if you have questions, if you have suggestions of anybody wanting to like bring on the show or topic, just just let me know. You can reach out to my companion podcast at gmail.com or chat to me on WhatsApp or call on 0817101904. Till I come your way again, wish you love, light, and God. Bye-bye.